Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mimi B Podcast. Today's episode was recorded months ago, so please keep that in mind. I did not meet up with Bailey and Jackie during this crazy COVID-19 era. This was probably recorded in early February, I would say. Um, Yeah, probably then. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It is pure girl chats. You're going to love it. I'm also posting the swapped interview that I did on Bailey and Jackie's podcast, the What Day Is It podcast, right after this one. So make sure to go check that out. I hope all of you are staying healthy and safe during this crazy time and enjoy the episode. I'm super excited for today's episode because I have Bailey and Jackie here with me in my living room in Vancouver. Hi. (laughs) I was going to say, Bailey and Jackie are from Play Digital and the um, What Day Is It podcast. We just recorded a podcast for their podcast and it was amazing. And I work with Bailey with the Influencer Academy. She is our social media girl. Her team is amazing. She's an entrepreneur. And I just thought having these two girls in the podcast would be so fun today. And we could talk about all things business, entrepreneurship, social media, and just girly chats. Thank you for yeah, having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. So little to be here. pod swap. We get pod told swap. we sound similar a lot of the time, so I'm Jackie. And I'm Bailey. <laughs> good luck. Good yeah. luck. Welcome and good luck. So before we get into all of the good stuff, let's just do maybe a little bit of a bio um, about you, your story, just in a few short minutes, and then we can get into maybe some social media stuff because you're pro Bailey and I'm sure you are as well, Jackie. Definitely not on Bailey's level. And I'm (laughs) going to do my bio first because (laughs) Bailey is great and I love her for that. She's so good at what she does. I just don't want to follow that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jackie, what is your story? Okay. Who are you? How old are you? What is your deal? And how do you, like, how do you, um, you know, relate to the social media thing? I wish I had a cool story, but I don't (laughs) really. So I'm Jackie. I'm 23. I'm from, I'm born and raised in... Vancouver. We all like to say Vancouver. I'm using quotation marks. I'm actually in the suburbs. Delta, if you know where that is, if you're local to the area. Grew up there. Normal life. Went to high school. And then I went to post-secondary for fashion marketing. Once I graduated there, I kind of fell into Bailey's lap after that. (laughs) How did you guys meet? So we had friends of friends. Bailey had just launched Play. Literally just launched it. I actually don't even think you had had a post up yet. It was literally just like your nine grid. I'm looking at Bailey right now. Your nine grid of the Play Digital logo. No, like I literally had no business structure. Yeah, and I was like, (laughs) I don't know why. Like I had a feeling that Play is something that I was interested in. You know when you just know. Like it's so easy. You just know. And so I messaged my friend. I was like, if she's ever looking for an intern, let her know I will work for free. And I mean, like, how can you give up free labor? Bailey says this all the time. This is my joke because I literally was had no business hiring an intern, but I was like, okay, someone wants to help me, sure. And so then, amazing. Bailey took a chance on little old me, and she's kind of just mentored me. I get it's almost been two years now; like, it'll be two years. That's insane. September. How? So how? Before we get into Bailey's background, how did you and her? Like, did you grow the business together? Basically, like, what, what's your role in play? Yeah. So. Well, definitely not. Like, Bailey will say that I'm nothing without play, but, or 
I'm plays po- nothing with her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nothing with her. She is so, so humble. And she'll say that over and over again. But she really, it, it, she did everything for play. Amazing. So Bailey, how did you become such an incredible businesswoman entrepreneur? <laughs> you have many different businesses. And yes. what made you, like, did you tell me a bit about your story? Did you go to school? Did you drop out? Like, what, like, how did you understand that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and how did it happen? So I feel like my story is a little similar to you without the travel. Like, my family out of high school wanted me to go to university and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I always knew I wanted to have my own business at some point. I thought I was going to be a fashion designer um, or an architect. Neither of those things are things I could do. Can't sew, can't draw, can't measure anything. So yeah, that one ran out the window. Um, I went to university for a year just for business and I took a marketing course and I was just like, this is so outdated. I was like, I feel like I know more than what I'm actually learning in this course. And I was just firm to my family that I was like, I can't do this. Like I'm dropping out. I'm wasting money. Like this is not how I learn. I don't learn sitting, reading a textbook. Like I need experience and hands-on. So I'm completely self-taught in everything that I do, which a lot of people are kind of mind blown by because they think that you do have to go to school even to learn this kind of stuff. But I just don't feel like traditional education is serving anyone when it comes to the digital space. And that's what play does. Unless you're a brain surgeon. Yes. Yes. I said digital space. Okay. (laughs) I don't think they're doing digital brain surgery. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. Um, So yeah, I was working full time at a local fashion company and doing a lot of marketing and e-commerce and some buying for them and just kind of a lot of creative things that I really enjoyed doing. But I felt like I had kind of grown to max capacity with them and knew that I wanted to eventually do my own thing. I was lucky in the fact that that job had a lot of flexibility. So it wasn't like your corporate nine to five, but I had people at the same time coming to me asking me, would you ever do social media for my brand? And I was like, I don't have enough time. Like I'm working full time for this other company. And then it kind of just was a question that kept coming up. So I was like, okay, maybe I should listen to this. And it was still really scary because girls got to eat and pay a mortgage and keep a roof over her head. So eventually I kind of made that decision to just kind of believe in myself and realize this could go one of two ways and it could either work or it could not, but I was willing to put in the work and really dedicate myself to that and getting it off the ground. And I knew if I didn't do it, I would always kind of regret it and Mm -hmm. wonder. So took that chance and two years ago. Yeah, you're in a half right now. Yeah, the summer. And then you have be- how many employees now? So Jackie is, was my first employee. She was intern and then became an employee. I just hired someone else and have two interns right now. Wow. So, so it's a team of four, five? Uh, yeah. yeah five. I literally just grew this like past week to five from one. So. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of things happening and moving right now, but all really, really exciting things. Yeah. Um, and then I have another brand called State of Grace, which I started with a partner um, about four and a half, five years ago. And we do like cheeky little mugs and zip bags. And I actually meant to bring you a gift. This is oh, reminding no. me that I forgot it. So I'll mail it to you. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. But um, yeah, it's a different business structure. It's all inventory based and it's a lot of fun stuff. Like I love doing it. But yeah, there's two different kind of flip sides. for the So businesses. do you feel like you're good? You've always been good at business or you had to learn a lot on the way? Oh, definitely learn a lot. Yeah. Like, I still feel like I'm figuring things out all the time. Okay, good. Because people need to hear this. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, I have that creative nature. I've always had that. And, like, visual, like, I can do that no problem. But, like, 
the back end stuff and the paperwork and the more like dry part of business, I'm still learning. And like the scaling and like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I feel like I, like my leadership style, I'm still learning a bit too. Like I definitely want to teach people, but like also having to be a boss and a friend can be a struggle sometimes as well. But I think that I try to lean into that a little bit too, because from past jobs, I want to bring a different kind of value that I never had Mm. and just know that people like, I feel like in a lot of jobs, people don't feel like they're appreciated or like Mm -hmm. their work isn't appreciated. And so that's something I always try to put into the team that I'm working with. That's so good to hear because I I completely understand that, you know, like, listen, working at the Influencer Academy, we've now hired a lot of employees that I'm kind of telling, you know, okay, like maybe this could be done incorrectly or more correctly. And how I'm trying to do it myself, like how do you communicate that without being too harsh? But yet if someone's not doing a good job, how do you tell them that while also being their friend? Like, how do you manage that? What's that dynamic like? Um, it's tricky to navigate. And I think it really varies with each person. Like, I think that some people, and this kind of like, I always think of it, it sounds weird, but I think of it as like a love language because mm-hmm. some people are words of affirmation. So like, if you're telling them they're doing a good job, then that really resonates with them. Some people, they don't need that. Like, they don't need you to actually verbally say it, but like, just it's, yeah, like, it's interesting. I think it's so personal to each person, but also I think feedback and learning how someone takes feedback, whether they need a compliment first to really not to build them up, but to actually allow them to mentally process the feedback that's coming. Because some people I don't think can actually hear it. They just get a little defensive. Whereas if you actually let them know like, Hey, you are doing a good job, but like this area and then asking them what they need to kind of grow past that. I find like, that was a huge thing for me that I had to learn is like, when I was getting feedback, I felt like sometimes there was never an opportunity to set me up for success. So I think if you can make sure that you're offering someone that opportunity to learn and to like fix the problem, it makes such a big difference. That's more of a leader than a boss, right? There's that leader versus boss. That's so good to hear. How do you hire? Well, just to kind of like tie the bow on this, like, uh, you know, whole business talk on, uh, dealing with employees and, and the kind of friendship versus boss type of mentality. How do you hire someone and have you ever had to let someone go that wasn't good or. So unfortunately I haven't had to do that for play. Um, Jackie wasn't my friend when I hired her. We just Mm -hmm. like literally bonded so quickly Mm -hmm. when you're together with someone so much and we just got along so well, it kind of was natural. Yeah. My bum buddy now. Wait, bum what? buddy. Bum buddy. What, what does, does that, that mean? mean? Bestie. What? Oh my god, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> okay, well I'm glad that I wasn't alone in that. Bum it, buddy. You I'm like never referred to me as a bum buddy. Okay, it's like you do everything together. Okay. Like, okay um, Brennan from Step Brothers and his friend, like Step Brothers. Movie. Yeah, bum yeah. Buddies. They call each other. Yeah. Okay. Missed okay. That part of the movie. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll just take that. <laughs> Anyways, bum buddies. Um, sounds a bit sexual. It. Okay. But hiring, I I always look at resumes, don't get me wrong, but I'm just so someone who hires off energy, yeah. like that face-to-face conversation and sitting down with someone. I know instantly if it's going to work, if you have that team player mentality, if like I want to work with someone who is eager, who's going to bring ideas, who is like has a willingness and a flexibility because I think so many times you can see all the right things on paper, but if you're not 
if you don't have that right attitude, it just, it doesn't matter what's on the paper. Yeah, absolutely. And that will to, to work, right? Mm-hmm. Like that will to like that, that passion. I think that's the yeah. most important. No one's ever going to love your brand the way you do, but to have someone who's excited about it and fueled by the creativity and like that, whatever industry you're in, I make such a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's next with play just quickly before we kind of uh, talk about different things like what's next with the business of play. I know we were talking about this before, um, you know, you want to expand huge, like what's like your future vision with it, if you don't mind sharing. No, not at all. I mean, I still feel like I'm getting really clear on this, but I, when I first started play, I wanted to do my whole concept was it behind it is I wanted it to be um, on the pulse, but I wanted it to provide value, but I wanted to do fun things as mm-hmm. well that like really were community based because I just connection like with our podcast, that's always just something that drives me and like the brands I get to work with and the influencers that we get to connect with. I just think it's so special and there's so many amazing creators out there. So like one of my long-term goals would be to do an event of some sort, like an annual event. But right now I'm really focusing on just building out a team, a strong team who's passionate about the industry, who is creative and kind of sees the same vision that I do and has the same passions. And I want to teach them. I want them to learn and Mm -hmm. grow with me. Okay. So let's talk about social media. Obviously we have two social media pros in front of (laughs) me right now. Not me. No, you are. You, first of all, you work at play Mm -hmm. and your Instagram is pretty good. Thank you. I checked it out very briefly. (laughs) Um, We also showed you the filter. So yes. Oh my God, guys. They showed me this incredible Instagram story filter that like just retro cam, retro cam. You all need to use it. It's so flattering. And just go to Mimi's stories. I'm sure it'll be there. I'm sure it'll be there. I'm going to start using it every day. Yeah. Every single day. Okay, so tell me, because obviously, if you guys haven't seen Bailey and Play's work, like literally go to any of the brands that they um, work with, like the Influencer Academy, like I mentioned, the company that I'm, I'm a partner in, we use her for our social media. You can just see how beautifully lined up everything is and just how aesthetically pleasing it looks from like a new follower perspective and existing follower perspective. So what are your top tips on maybe not from a business feed because I know it's different because it's more graphics with business but from like a personal um you know someone that wants to maybe grow following online perspective how would you recommend they create their feed in like an aesthetically pleasing way um so feed and stories I tend to give different advice for I think stories is such a great space for you to kind of be a little less strategic visually. I think that you can use the fun filters, but I think that's more about connection and showing your personality and being maybe like a little bit more vulnerable. Um, with the feed, I think whether it's individual or brand, I don't think post just to post, but also making sure at the same time that it is curated because from a marketing standpoint, you have five to seven seconds to capture someone's attention when they land on your page. And there's so much content out there. So if you are, if you have something that flows, it doesn't have to be perfect, but just find a preset or a filter or a color that you're gravitating towards. That's going to help your whole page. And then I think something we've really seen shift in social media is storytelling and captions. Um, one of our good friends, the birds papaya, she is pro at this and she really allows that. She treats it like a blog. Like her social is her blog and I'm going to check her out. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I'm going to check her out. She's amazing. And she still mixes in short captions, has a sense of humor, 
but she's not afraid to tell a story and really create a conversation. So I think that, yes, having a great photo is important, but I think captions are really starting to move into the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that actually. But okay. What about, okay. What advice would you give to someone like me? We're just going to bring it personal here (laughs) where, um, I feel like on my stories, it's great. My podcast, it's great. I can be myself and all that jazz. But on posts, I feel like when I post things that that aren't really me, but it's more like a hot picture or something, it gets the most likes. But then when I post something that's more me, where it's like maybe a quote or like, you know, a picture where I'm like smiling and it's not my boobs aren't shut, whatever, mm-hmm. like it just gets way less likes. It really helps with the algorithm and engagement when I get more likes, obviously, and I gain followers and I gain all this stuff. But then it's like, is it really me? Like, I don't mind doing some of it. Like, I'm always going to mix in a cheeky pig here and there. It's totally fine. But I want to be more like me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How would you integrate that with with people that just really don't engage with that content as much? Yeah. I mean, I if you're starting to try and see, like, you're seeing the – engagement in those photos that have a little less of a personal connection to you. I think you can start to use stories to see how people like ask them questions, what content they want to see just to start Mm. even getting more feedback. Um, But also this is where captions can come into play. Like you can have this photo that people are maybe used to seeing, but you can add more of a personal connection to the caption. Um, I personally like, if I get a photo that maybe I'm a little less connected to, that's maybe a little bit more um, like fashion driven or just something that doesn't have as much, not to say it doesn't have value, but you know what I mean? Like it's not as personal. I tend to add like a sense of humor to it. Or yeah. like That's kind of my natural default. And people tend to connect with that more than just like a shirt or like an outfit selfie or something like that. Totally. But I think it's finding your personality and just like how you want to infuse it into every post. And if it is humor or if it's vulnerability or if it's a tip, um, the skinny confidential, also another great influencer who her captions are always adding value, whether it's recapping her birthing story or it's like giving you her top five tips for taking a photo. Like, yeah, Even, I love following her. Yeah, things yeah. like that. I would just try and like switch it up and play around. But work those photos in. If they're working for you, there's obviously something your audience is liking. So I would get to the bottom and ask them yeah. why they like those photos. Because yeah. maybe it's a reason that you're not seeing already. Yeah, I think they like more like the inspo photos and stuff. Yeah. Where like, you know, sometimes I don't even look like that. Like if it's like hair and makeup, this, that, like... And I'm just in sweatpants most of the time, as you guys can see. Um, but that's, I think, why I think podcasting and, like I said, on the other podcast we just recorded, like YouTube and stuff, like, that's kind of what I'm now fo- focusing on because it's, like, more me and I feel, like, more genuine doing that. Um, but, There's, yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like when people talk about influencers, they think naturally social media, Instagram posts, but there's... Um, there's two different types. I think that there's like a visual influencer and an audio influencer. Yeah. And there's people who are meant to have podcasts. And Caitlin Bristow is, she was always a prime example of this to me. She was on The Bachelorette. But so many people, when they come off that show, naturally are told to start a blog. And I was like, you are not meant to do a blog. Like you do not shine in a photo. You do not shine from silent content that's written. 
I was like, you need to be like a TV host or like have a podcast because your voice is what's going to make you Mm. like people connect with you. So I think it's just finding how you connect and like if speaking comes natural to you versus writing a caption or taking a photo, then roll with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, to be continued, we'll we'll (laughs) see what happens. Um, But yeah, let's let's talk about what a day in your life looks like. I know you asked me this on the podcast (laughs) that I just went through with you, but I'm curious to know, like, how do you manage your time as an entrepreneur? And do you have, like, you seem very organized. This is where you're going to learn that I'm not. Oh my God. (laughs) You know, you, you are so organized. It seems like all of like, well, working with you for Tia, it seems like you're just on schedule all the time. How do you make sure everything's done on time? And how, like, do you have any productivity hacks or organization hacks? Yeah. I mean, I definitely try to stick to a schedule as much as I can. Um, time batching is something I really try to do, but it's not always realistic for me. But when I wake up, uh, like after I've had coffee and like a couple snuggles with my dog, I'll go into emails for half an hour. Mm-hmm. And then I always try and end the day with emails for half an hour. So I feel like caught up in that because emails I've learned are something that can give me major anxiety. <sighs> Let's take a quick break from today's episode with Jackie and Bailey to talk about Noom. Guys, I love healthy habits, like obsessed with them. You guys know I'm obsessed with bettering myself in every way, shape, and form. And Noom is a platform and a habit-changing solution that basically helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses and so much more. It is an app and a platform that you can use to help yourself get into shape or just get healthier in general and just help track everything health-wise. I love being the best me possible because it makes me feel like I'm better in every department of my life. So I'm always focused on creating goals and working towards them. Some of my goals right now with health is better self-care. I want to feel super confident every single day. I want to have more energy and I just want to be radiant. Like when you're healthy, you just have this glow about you and I freaking love that. So, you know, I love Noom because they're all about the psychology behind weight loss and health. It is super easy to use because it's an app. They have so many lessons that you can learn from and yeah, you know, it takes 10 minutes a day. The tone of the program is amazing. It's super supportive and positive. It lets you log your food, which, you know, is really helpful if you want to make sure that you keep track of what you're eating and learn about your eating patterns. The app is super flexible as well, and it basically just works with your lifestyle, which is really super important. Guys, it is time now, you know, we're we're in this weird time in the world and now more than ever is a huge opportunity to work on ourselves. Based on psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and it also empowers you with the tools that you need to break these bad habits and replace them with better ones. Noom's not a diet, it's a healthy and easy to stick to way of life. So. If you have failed before on crash diets, you know, this could be a really good alternative. If you are just trying to look for some small improvements and, you know, you just want to kind of gradually improve yourself, Noom really helps with that. You know, Noom doesn't tell you what to do and what not to do. It literally just teaches you how to look inside of your own mind 
and make better decisions for yourself. It's super empowering. Also, it only takes 10 minutes a day. So you cannot give yourself an excuse. You, everyone has 10 minutes a day. So yeah, you can also chat with your goal specialist and the Noom community to get and give help to people that are going through the same experience as you, which I find really great because community is so powerful. So everybody, you do not have to change it all in one day. Small steps make huge progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com forward slash Mimi. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com forward slash Mimi to start your trial today. And that is Noom, N-O-O-M.com forward slash Mimi. Now back to today's episode. But... I use my notes in my phone and my calendar religiously. Like I'll have a to-do list that I keep in my notes and I'll break it down usually on a Monday morning by what I need to do each day of the week. And then every day I'll bold the things that have to get done, knowing that the rest, if it doesn't get done, can be moved. It's not the goal, Mm. but that's just kind of what I found works for me because I can keep it on my phone and my laptop because I have Macs and Apple, but um yeah, like if it's not in my calendar, it's not happening. So yeah. I send calendar invites to everybody. Or if I'm on the road, like I'm like, you need to send me calendar invite. But that is like my number one way of staying organized for sure. What about you, Jackie? I know we haven't spoken to you okay. in a little bit. I'm Tell not me. I'm organized at all. I'm getting better. <laughs> I am busy too because I so I work two jobs and then I have the podcast. So like realistically, it's like three jobs. But calendar, Bailey's slowly mentoring me to use that a little bit more. I book things, yeah, three weeks in advance. Sometimes to hang out with friends, I'll schedule them in when I can, and then they'll put it in my calendar, and I try my best not to cancel, because then that just means I have to schedule them again three weeks later. Yeah. Um, a day in the life for me, honestly, my life... I didn't even answer that story. <laughs> oh, we'll, talk, we'll go back to you after. Day in the life, I wake up, um, have a bath every single morning. That's oh, like that's a so... Ritual. Oh, my God, I love that. She has baths twice a day. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love that. So I start my bath with a day... Oh, you start your day with a bath. This is so classic. Wait, why a bath? I want to know more. Okay, I don't know. I've always liked them. Like I grew up. It's comforting. Um, yes. And I end my day with a bath every single day. Like last night I did Do you ever take one. showers? How do you yeah. wash your hair? So I take, she washes her hair in the bath. I try not that in the water, sometimes. Not in the water. Like I'm the, I have the <laughs> tap. Okay. Process. So I drain the bathtub and I have the tap going and then I like. <laughs> yeah, like a baby on my back. And then she has to sit with her hair in a towel for 10 minutes. Yeah, time. I'm very like, uh, <laughs> it's really weird. My get ready routine is very specific. But I don't know. I just grew up on baths. I love them. I don't know if it's like this. Some people say it's the feeling of being in it's the womb like again. Kind of, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's, we've come to the realization it's like your meditation. It like grounds yeah. me, but it's really bad because I take my phone in there. So like really I should be unplugging. And Do you, have you noticed when you don't use your phone, you feel better? Mm. I have an addiction to my phone. Like, I know. Do you ever – have you ever, like, gone through a small sh- chunk of life without – like, or chunk of the day without the phone and be like, oh, I kind of like this, or do you just not – it doesn't matter to you? Um. Well, like, when I'm – for my other job, I work as a server, so usually I'm unplugged when I'm working and yeah. I don't touch my phone. So I'm fine as long as I'm interacting with people, but I definitely have a bad habit. I'm trying mm-hmm. to work towards getting that under control. But anyways, yeah. I have a bath, and then on the ideal day, I would love to go to the gym, make a healthy breakfast. I always never eat before the gym, which is super weird, something I do. I just like to do fasted workouts better. I feel really sick if I have a big meal on my stomach, or even anything, actually. And then I'll usually work for Bailey, podcast, 
Honestly, like you, every day is different for me. I'm usually working seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. Wow. So. Good for you. Hustler. <sighs> Kay Bailey. It's, it's catching up with me. <laughs> oh, God. No, it's not. <laughs> um, Tell me a day in the life for you. Yeah, so it's like always different. But typically wake up coffee first thing because <laughs> it's just like my so daily jealous. ritual. Yes. Um, yeah, sorry. How do you take your coffee? So was just with a splash of oat milk, but now I'm really into coconut oil in it. Mm-hmm. So Blended? I'm doing that. Um, or no? I don't want it because I'm lazy. I just put it in my espresso. It tastes so then, different blended. I know. I need to do that. I just am like, pull out the whole vitamin. Yes. I need to get like one of those little individual blenders. Yeah. espresso is kind of like a blender in a sense. Yeah, but it doesn't blend the coconut. It's different when you have oil in oh, your coffee if you blend the oil. Are you yeah. about frother for a second? No, 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 no. It's like, it's like it's like a bulletproof coffee. Yes. Um. So I do that, and then I have to take my dog out. She's high maintenance. Oh my god, my dog! I take my dog out too. <laughs> you so never take your dog the out. Worst, the worst dog mom ever. Um. And usually she likes to have her attention in the morning. So like that's I guess like my morning routine is just like sitting on the couch, cozying up. I'll usually put on a playlist or like a TV show, and have my coffee and just kind of wake up so I'm functioning mm-hmm. um and then it's diving into my emails um anything urgent for the day that I really want to check off I'm someone who I deal with anxiety so like I try to get those things over that I or like not over but just like accomplished so that I know it's not going to be like lingering with me all day yeah. and then sometimes I'm out for meetings sometimes it depends like a couple days, three days a week, Jackie's with me. Um, it can be anything from packing orders for State of Grace to answering emails, doing um, social media curation for the clients that I work with through play, um, podcasting. Sometimes I'm traveling. Like it's, yeah, it's all over the place, but consistence are coffee and my dog. Love that so <laughs> much. So can we quickly touch on the anxiety thing? Because I've dealt mm-hmm. with that a lot recently as well. Um, there are certain things that I kind of do to help maintain it. I actually did a podcast on that recently. Um, but I want to know your, like kind of what you do to handle your anxiety and stress, especially as an entrepreneur that is dealing with so many different things and you have so many different companies and you're the boss, right? It's like, how, how do you maintain that stability mentally? And like, are there anything like other than just getting things done right in the morning? Are there anything else? Is there anything else that you do that really helps? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that is a constant, like, for lack of a better word, like a, a wave or a roller coaster because yeah. it, it's never consistent. Like some days are worse, some days are better. Um, I tried cutting out coffee. It helped a little bit, but not enough to the point where I gave it up. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm reaching that point soon. Um, but yeah, I think overall listening to my body has become a really big thing for me. Sometimes I know if I don't get a good sleep that that's going to really affect it for me. Um, diet I've noticed that like I'm a vegan but the healthier I eat or like the more intentional I eat the better I feel and I think that just comes back to overall well-being but I yeah like I think listening to my body and just taking time if I am sitting at my computer for too long I'll notice that like I'm too in my head and I have this like battle with myself where sometimes I'm like okay I need to step away but also then I'm like am I gonna get anxiety from not finishing this and it's I've really had to like just 
go back to like breathing techniques. Like, have you ever tried the, yeah, um, the yeah. one-sided nostril? Yeah. So I'll do that sometimes. I honestly do that a lot at red lights when I'm driving by myself and I probably look really weird to other okay, wait, explain it, explain it to the listeners. So it's like a breathing technique where you like plug one nostril while breathing in the other one. Yeah. So you plug one and you breathe in for four seconds up the one that's unplugged, obviously. And then you hold it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> There's scientific evidence to it. I can't explain it. Google it. Um, so you hold, plug one nostril, breathe in the other, hold it at the top, and then you breathe out for four seconds. You switch nostrils and you breathe out the opposite. Oh. And then hold. And then so, and then you switch. So you're alternating and it's something to do with resetting your nervous system. It actually works, like I swear. So if wow. I'm ever really like on edge of anxiety, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing it right now. Another thing I really learned for me is that... I'm an overcommitter. Like I'll mm. say I can do all these things or like make plans with friends too far in advance and then not know how I'm going to feel three weeks from now when I like have a dinner event. So I'll just say to them like, Hey, can we check in closer to like, I found that that really helped me because I was feeling like I was letting people down, yeah. but also at the same time I needed to stand for myself because I just knew that I was like, yeah. I'm someone who recharges by myself. Absolutely. I'm the same. Yeah. So I need that time. And if I overcommit, I don't always get it. So for me, it's been a big, um, it's been really important for me to actually just honor that and to be realistic with my schedule that way and mm. know that it's okay not to say yes to everything. Mm, that's such a good tip. Yeah. I think everyone probably needs to hear that. That is such a good tip. Jackie, do you ever deal with anxiety? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Do you I just like- take a bath when you do? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yeah. No, I feel like if you don't deal with anxiety or you say you don't, you either not recognize that you do in your life or you're just in denial. Really? Yeah, because yeah. I do think everyone deals with it in, in um, some sort of way. I definitely think when I was younger, I didn't recognize the signs. And now that I'm getting older, I would say in the last two years, I can see now when I'm not sleeping, it's because I have anxiety. But I think, and I'm so bad at being consistent with this, but I think that going to the gym really changes everything for me. And I know it's a scientific thing. Like it's been proven that it really helps, but for sure. Endorphins, which make you happy and and people don't kill their husband. (laughs) (laughs) Eating really well. And then honestly, just talking to a friend and recognizing that you have anxiety in that moment is honestly so much more helpful than you might think. Communication is huge. And I think that it's hard because it, it is more vulnerable. Um, But, like, I've noticed in the past year, I've started talking about it even on my Instagram. And, like, the amount of people who've reached out from that or the amount of conversations it's inspired or, like, connections, I think it's amazing. I recently went on a huge girls' trip to Nashville. Um, That looked so fun. It was so much fun. But it was with 14 girls. And the topic of anxiety came up so much. And I just was, like, the fact that we can all be so open with this and, like, respect that someone's Mm -hmm. having it. I literally asked like every single person told me, I'm like, do you feel better now that you've said it? And they're like, yeah, like I do. So I think even just being able to release that emotion and acknowledge it is so powerful. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, that's such a good tip. Just talking about it. And even like, if you don't want to talk to someone about it, even just like writing it down, talking to yourself Mm -hmm. about it. So just to kind of wrap up the anxiety topic, talk to someone about it. Don't over, you know, plan things because that really does give us all anxiety Mm -hmm. and just get shit done at the beginning of the day so you don't have it lingering on top of you, you know, for the entire day. Yeah, I think procrastination is something that just fuels anxiety. Yeah, 
Yeah, it really does. Okay, on that note, where can everyone find you? Maybe give a little lowdown on play and where they can find plays well on the What Day Is It podcast. What do you guys talk about in the podcast? Maybe if you want to let the listeners know so they can go listen. Yeah, I mean, you're already clearly a podcast junkie. So um, we are available on all major platforms. Our podcast is called What Day Is It? Um, we like to call ourselves the digital version of happy hour. Um, Dysfunctional, yeah. We put the we, fun in dysfunction. We like to laugh at ourselves and be relatable. And honestly, just it's just a reminder that life isn't always serious. Yeah, we do segments called Cute But Psycho, where we share something cute we did, but something psycho we did. Love. Yeah, which are usually really entertaining. Wait, can um, you tell me one of them? Oh, what are some What's like the ones? best one? Like last week, my psycho was that I got pulled oh, over for where. speeding in a school zone, but I got a warning ticket. Bless that officer's heart. Oh my God. And then my cute was that I went to Trader Joe's for the first time. Like honestly, it varies sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Some weeks are a little crazier than others. Like my cute this past week was that I hired someone for play and then I'll give you one of my favorite psychos. So Jackie and I were in LA and we were podcasting so, with the Skinny Confidential, Lauren. Yeah. And... We had just, we were on an LA trip for, specifically for podcasting, and we had just landed this day, gone to the podcast, it was our first podcast, our biggest podcast on the trip, we got rosé, we got flowers, we like did wellness shots, like we made it so cute for her, set up, we're sitting down to record, I have Jackie's laptop because I had just gotten a new MacBook and I didn't have the adapter, Mm -hmm. so we're using hers because it had the USB, and I have the headphones on that I was wearing when we recorded, and Lauren's sitting to my left, and we're all set up, and I go to turn to her, and the cord from my headphones <gasps> whacks the rosé onto Jackie's laptop. And I'm like, this, no. this would happen. This is so us. So no. shut down the laptop, killed the laptop. <gasps> Wasn't, like, literally, we were like, okay, well, we have to go to the Apple store. Luckily, she could reschedule. Like, what were the chances? Because we had back to back to back. I still wear. She just made it work because she felt bad. I know. For I think us. she did because she was just like, "Oh my god, these girls are Ridiculous. degenerate." Um. So yeah, we went, went and got drunk, wasted, <laughs> and put her laptop in a box of dry rice that was like maybe covered <laughs> an eighth of the laptop. It did nothing. That's all that the hotel brought us. But yeah, that's like one of our biggest psychos. Another time, just to give you an idea of what our podcast is like, we got accused of being escorts. Oh yeah, at the airport. Oh my god, missed our flight to LA in November. So why? What do they think? Oh, just that we were escorts. But why traveling? We doing for podcasting and because we couldn't possibly be women who make her own money. Fucking hell! Yeah. What episode is that? Uh, that was the Alexis Haynes. Yeah. I don't know the episode number, but it was with it was part one with Alexis Haynes, which is a really good story. So yeah. a really good episode as well. So you should go. Listen our podcast to is like very imbalanced or balanced because there's like dysfunction in our intros, and then our guests bring so much value because we've had people on to talk about like mental health and um, sexual health, and then Alexis mm-hmm. has talked about like drug and addiction and recovery and also people on talk about breweries and yeah like just so many different things guys go listen to it i'm gonna start listening to it yeah thank you so much again wait where can everyone find you quickly um so i'm bailey jst and then there's play digital and shop state of grace and then you can find our podcast on instagram at what day is it podcast and my personal is at jackie rye j-a-c-c-i-r-a-i love it okay thank you